Hi everyone, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo, I'm the author of the film review website Quipster.net. I invite you to check out over 4,000 of my written reviews, you can read there anytime. Quipster.net is where to go, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. I also want to remind you of my other podcast that I do covering films of the 1980s. It is called Around the World in 80s Movies. Just check it out wherever you're listening to this right now, do a search and you'll probably find it. Today we're going to be looking at a film that I think a lot of people have been anticipating. It's the third and presumably final, at least in this arc of this saga. How to Train Your Dragon is the series. The name of this is How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. No, it's not called How to Train Your Dragon 3. Unlike the second part, which was called How to Train Your Dragon 2, it is a PG-rated film. It does have adventure action and some mild, rude humor. The runtime is an hour and 44 minutes. The vocal cast brings back Jay Baruchel, America Ferrara, Kit Harrington, Kate Blanchett, Jonah Hill, Gerard Butler, Kristen Wiig, Christopher Mintz Plass, Craig Ferguson, and some of these very small roles for some of them in this film. F. Mary Abraham is the big notable new vocal talent here as kind of the co voice star. Dean de Blois, <laughs> I think I'm pronouncing that name almost correct. Some people pronounce it de Blue, is the writer and the director. How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World is the third and perhaps final film in the lucrative animated series for DreamWorks. Although this effort promises to put a cap on the trilogy, it might end here, at least in terms of cinematic releases, unless it makes another boatload of money, which it just might do. Although I'm one of very few critics that was not enamored with the second entry in the series, some fans think that that movie is better than the first, The Hidden World does end well for the series. It does contain a handful of genuinely touching moments that make up for its somewhat simplistic storyline and a formulaic plot that serves only to kind of give a modicum of conflict amid a couple of character developments that are the main reason for this story. That involves family in the future. It serves to tie up the hiccup and toothless saga in a satisfying way. At least I think a lot of fans will come to think so. Now we've seen Hiccup. He went from a young boy to a teen in the prior efforts and here we find him well into adulthood here, still young, but now the leader of the dragon-rescuing Vikings of their island fortress village of Burke. Although the Vikings have lived in Burke for generations, Hiccup soon sees that they've outgrown their small island, especially when they're being overcrowded by these dragons that they've rescued, and they're planning on rescuing even more of them. So they end up eyeing this mythical sanctuary on the edge of the world to guide these magical beasts Meanwhile, love may be in the air. Hiccup perhaps is on the verge of marriage with Astrid, although she seems reticent. And Toothless perhaps finds a mate here. We have a female dragon, very much like him. If you've seen the posters, I'm not spoiling anything here. She's dubbed a Light Fury as compared to the Night Fury dragon that he is because she has an alabaster color in contrast to Toothless's obsidian appearance. The obligatory villain of this third entry is someone named Grimmel, who's voiced here by F. Murray Abraham. He happens to be a hunter of the Night Fury breed of dragons in particular. There's not much motivation here for that, except that we learn that he was, when he was young, praised for killing a Night Fury, and that early praise somehow manifested itself into his desire to continue killing them until none are left. He's very cunning, he has an accent, so basically a typical movie villain here. The best thing I can say about The Hidden World is, to some degree, it was the best thing about its predecessor and its predecessor before that. It's a fine-looking piece of computer-generated animation. Very fluid flight sequences, 
photorealistic environments, very cute character models. All of those add up to one of the more eye-popping adventures you'll likely see this year, and you combine that with the continuation of the rousing score that has been there all along, and you may find yourself swept away by the marriage of image to music, independent of whether you're actually compelled by the story itself or the character's plights. The supporting players are here that you've come to know and expect from the film, but they take more of a backseat in this third entry to the main core of heroes, as well as its main villain, plus the new dragon. There's a lot of characters here. A lot of those characters, to me, bogged down the second entry. So for me, it was a welcome departure to not continue to have to give all of these characters screen time when it really isn't necessary for the main story at large. Although there isn't really much in the main story that will surprise anyone not new to the world of narrative films or even narratives from generations and generations back. We know that Hiccup and Astrid, who are being encouraged by the village to get married, are going to end up overcoming their apprehension by the end. We know that this female Night Fury that Toothless is instantly smitten by will become at some point part of the group and Toothless's life in a very big way. It's easy to surmise early on that the ending of the film is going to feature a marriage probably and an announcement that either a human or a dragon is pregnant and that predictability is kind of a liability here for those people who've seen their share of movies however i will say kudos to the makers of how to train your dragon the hidden world that they still are able to deliver a good final 10 minutes to the film despite its predictability there's a genuinely thoughtful and original way that it's presented here that will likely land very well for those who've grown to like this saga and its characters. I personally did not shed a tear at anything that goes on in those final 10 minutes, but I did not begrudge those around me that did, and they did. Although I truly enjoyed the first entry in this trilogy, I will continue to be in the minority in feeling that the sequels, the second one and the third one here, are not really up to the storytelling or the world-building standards set forth in the original film. That first film, I still think, is great. These other two films I have not been as enamored of. I like them in spots. But to me, they're not quite as worthy of the comparisons to the works of, you know, the Star Wars films or the works of Hayao Miyazaki. For instance, I think those films are way better than anything that you find here in these sequels. The plots are not very interesting. The villains, I think, here even less so. And what's left are moments that are crafted to either be cute or cloying in ways that seem to work in the opposite, to me anyway, than they do to most other viewers who seem to enjoy these films through and through. Now, I'll wager that much of your own reaction will come down to how much emotional connection that you already feel for these characters going into this third film. If you're somebody who actually feels scared every time Hiccup or Toothless are in peril... The Hidden World should probably have much more weight, but for someone like me who I don't think I'm really as invested into these characters as a lot of other people are, I'm just looking for each story to renew the effort to draw me in. Those moments feel weightless and manipulative as a whole, so it didn't really land on me in an emotional way. Now, I know such an opinion is not really going to win me any friends among the fans of this series, but I can only argue that if you watch this entry without the emotional momentum of the first two entries going into it, Maybe you'd see things my way. So all in all, I will recommend How to Train Your Dragon 3, if you want to call it that, or How to Train Your Dragon The Hidden World. I'm going to give it three stars. It's a very marginal recommendation, but I think that it does deliver for those people who have enjoyed the first two movies. Certainly, you're going to get what you're expecting here from this third entry. I wasn't blown away by it. It didn't knock me out. It was just fine. I was entertained in spots enough to give it a mild recommendation. Your mileage will certainly vary as to how much you enjoy all of these characters and feel a lot of connection with their saga, I suppose. So three stars out of four goes to How to Train Your Dragon. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review. 
Click that subscribe button if you haven't done so already, and you'll continue to get these downloaded into your podcast player of choice as they come out. Also, I want to remind you, if you want to contact me and shake your fist at me for even saying anything at all negative, even though I ultimately recommend the film, you can write to me. You can find my contact information at my website at quipster.net. That's Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net.